0: Love, Talk
1: Radio.
0: All right. Greetings, Blue People. Welcome to the Blue Quick Radio Show, where, as always, we talk about all the fun, exciting things that cross our lives and make us think about where we are, where we want to be, where we want to go, where we've been. All that fun stuff. You, If you're joining us for the first time, thanks for joining us. I think I'm going to open up the chat room, which I haven't done for a while. Um, If you want to call in and listen, because we probably won't take calls, but if you want to call in and listen the last 15 minutes of the show, the call-in number is 323-642-1637. If you want to leave any comments, concerns, Uh, show ideas, questions, anything, you can send that to blueclick at gmail.com. Or you can look us up on Facebook at The Blue Click. It's a group, not a fan page, so you should be able to find it pretty quickly. I am Nikki, your host, and as always, joining me is Sean and Aaron. Say hello, fellas.
1: hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay, so if you are listening for the first time today, we are um, in the midst of a series we've been doing on the four agreements, and we're on the fourth agreement, and this is the fifth show. The first show was the introduction into how humans become domesticated with all of the programming and conditioning we have as humans, um, and then we went through this the, all the agreements, and now we're on... Part five, which is the fourth agreement, always do your best. Now, when I first read this book and I was thinking, always do your best, this seemed just the the idea of that or the concept of that to me seemed like, wow, that's just kind of sounds like the weakest one because I associate it with always do your best, with kind of putting your personal... Feelings aside, and just kind of doing your best—that's what you learn in school. That's what you kind of learn. It, it, it seemed very kind of PC to me, um, mm-hmm. but I have since then have learned um, to kind of put it in a different context as I apply it to my own life. Um, and I will, I'll talk about that a little bit later. I want to read a little bit about what what he says. Um, in the book and it says there's just the there's just one more agreement but it's one that allows the other three to become deeply ingrained habits. The fourth agreement is about action of the first three. Always do your best. Under any circumstances, always do your best, no matter oh no more, no less. But keep in mind that your best is never going to be the same from moment to moment. Everything is alive and changing all the time, so your best will sometimes be high quality And other times will not be as good. When you wake up refreshed and energized in the morning, your best will be better than when you're tired at night. Your best will be different when you're healthy opposed to when you're sick or sober opposed to when you're drunk. Your best depends on whether you are feeling wonderful and happy or upset, angry, and jealous. In your everyday mood, your best could change from moment to moment from one hour to the next, from one day to another, and your best will always change over time. As you build the habit of the four new agreements, your best will become better than it used to be. Um, so I kind of attributed your best as you getting – everything out of a situation because you put your your total self into a situation. So no, no matter what you're doing, you are giving what you have or what you can or what's available for you to give to this particular task or experience so that you will get everything that you need to get out of it. Because if it presented itself in your life, then there's something you to learn from it. And if you don't do your best, if you half-ass it, um, you're not going to get the lesson that you learned from it. It's kind of what I, I had in mind when I was thinking, okay, I can see how I can apply this um, to my life. And then on the other hand, too, is when it says don't do any more or any less, and I was thinking, well, how can you do more? I mean, your best means all means everything. Um, but he talked about, you know, you can you can go overboard and do too much thinking more is better. Like a lot of people think if it's a little bit is good, then more will be better. So I'm going to get to where I'm going faster or get more results out of it. Um, so it's like when you're making a recipe and a little bit of sugar, it gives a little bit of sugar, makes it taste really good. If I put twice as much sugar in it, it's going to be delicious, when in fact it's going to ruin the whole thing. So you don't mm-hmm. want to do too much. You don't want, you want to do your best, no more and no less. And that's kind of how I how I um, kind of translated that as well. But I would love to hear what you guys are thinking about what what comes to mind when you think about always do your best. Um, Sean, what are you? What
2: are your thoughts? Well, you know where I'm going to go with it. <laughs> with me, the optimal <laughs> word is your your best.
1: Uh-huh. Your uh-huh. best. You uh-huh. have to know
2: what your best is. You know, and your best is in accordance to you, and how you feel, and how much you can devote right. to a given task or a given situation. It's not in accordance with
0: anyone else's
2: best or this person in this situation did excellent, and they did so-and-so and such-and-such, so, and such, so I'm going to gauge my best in terms of their best or mm-hmm. the next person's best, you know. And, and knowing your inner speak and knowing that, you know, a lot of times even when we think we're we're giving all that we have and we have that voice in the back of our heads that said, you know, we can always try a little harder, is that you talking or is that somebody somebody's program telling you, you know.
1: Right. You can mm-hmm. always try a little harder. Mm-hmm.
2: So, you, you again, you have to know you. You have to know you. You have to know you succinctly. That's the first and foremost rule. And once you get to the point where you know you, you know what your best is. You know what your best is. You don't have to use a barometer. You don't have to use a measuring tool. You don't have to, you know, call on some speech that the coach gave you in high school (laughs) when you were playing, you know, the the homecoming game. You know what your best is. You know what your best is in any given situation. You know you're not cheating yourself when you're not performing a task as proficiently as you did the day before, you know what I'm saying Given mm-hmm. like there there are different circumstances that may precipitate the fact that you can't you know perform like you did the day before, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the next day, your best is still your best it's just under different circumstances. you have to be- in the point you have to be in the understanding of where you know that to be the case, and not again measuring yourself from some outside influence that tells you what your best is. you have to know yourself. Period.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? And Aaron, what about you?
3: Well, I can't really add much more to what both of you said. Just echo it. Just the idea of, yes, it being you and your, and, and accepting change. You know, some days you're going to feel like shit and the best that you do might be the best from a shitty place. Oh, it's, uh, right. it's, it's, it's all on you. And
1: right.
3: the only time I think that one really, can't let go of the fact that uh the best that they did was what it was for the day is when someone else's standard starts to creep in thinking about what other people are gonna think. Because at the end of the day mm-hmm. if you did the best you could from where you were, that's all that really matters. The rest is, you know, once again someone else's problem for someone else to think about. Right. 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 See,
2: we're, we're,
3: and I
1: think we're that's important to, talk to think about... that
2: there's is... oh, there's a degree of lack that we're operating from. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're programmed to think that there is a degree of lack that we're operating from. So you have to do, when you're in the, when you're in the process of doing, and you're in the process mm-hmm. of willing yourself to do something, you have to do more than the other person is doing because whatever the thing is that we're going after, we're still functioning from a position of lack. We're functioning mm-hmm. from a position of there isn't enough, so I have to do this as much or better than the next person, because there's not enough to have, and if i get to, if I get to the party late, there might not be anything left, so we're functioning mm-hmm. from that, we're functioning from that, that's something that's ingrained in us all the time. You can't that you can't get away from it regardless of what it is that you're doing or observing throughout the course of the day. Someone is always reminding you that there's a degree of lack out there that you have to get your hustle on. you know know
1: mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Being,
2: under, being aware of that, being aware of that, being aware of that program, being aware of that cognition, and understanding that we do always function from that to some degree. That's always going to be within there. So you have to get to the point where, okay, whenever I get to the party, it's going to be on time. Whenever right. I make it there, it's uh-huh. going to be on time. You understand right. what I'm saying? It's not, you know, when they get there or they're gonna eat all the cake or ain't gonna be nothing left. When you get there, the, part, the party going not start till you get there. When you adopt
0: that philosophy, uh-huh. <laughs> then you off and running.
1: Uh-huh. You
0: know? Right. Yeah. Right. And he really talks about, um, in this chapter, about doing things for the experience and not the reward at the end, how we um, are always looking for, we go to work to get a paycheck, not for the work itself. We do things because of the end result and not getting what we and we've totally miss what we're going to get out of the moment and therefore miss the growth from the opportunity because we're too busy looking for waiting for Friday or waiting mm-hmm. for the paycheck or waiting to our motivation for doing something, and we suffer through it so that we can get the reward at the end. And many people live their whole lives of, well, I'm going to do this, but what am I going to get out of it? And they want to know what they're going to get out of it to know if the reward is great enough for me to basically suffer through and sacrifice my time and myself in order to get the reward, not looking at the situation for the learning experience or the growth opportunity or the action it's going to take in order to vibrationally lift you been living in the now when living in the situation and he talks about um, how Forrest Gump for example he was somebody who completely lived in the now and he did a lot of great things without trying to do a lot of great things because he just took action based off of what he felt like he wanted to do at that moment Mm -hmm. did his best, put himself into it and by taking that action and kind of following himself, his he was rewarded just because he did his best. He put himself into the situation. And so, therefore, the situation or the event was able to evolve from him and from that. Um, but and because he was what we would consider simple-minded, he did not have to think about consequences or the future or how is this going to make me look or what are people going to think of me or what kind of impression am I going to leave? It was just what he felt was genuine and authentic for him at that moment. And out of that came all the great things that um, came his way and all the great things that he was able to allow other people to see and do because they were able to see someone free enough to do what they wanted to do at the moment. Everything that you do, whether it is um, washing dishes or taking a shower, um, become can become an art form, basically. Everything you do, and that's kind mm-hmm. of how I've – when there's something that I feel like I don't want to do or I'm not giving myself to, I really – bring myself back into the present moment and center myself as saying, make everything you do a work of art. And it allows Mm -hmm. me to put myself back into the present moment and in this situation. And, and it almost becomes a meditation at that point. So even if I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, folding clothes or making up a bed, I am in the situation and I can live through the folds or smooth smoothing the clothing or or looking at how the folds make a pattern or I can see and then therefore I'm in the situation and I'm learning and becoming more enriched by participating. A lot of times we don't participate in the things we do. We're just unconsciously moving through it to get from one place to another, completely missing the experience of that we've traveled through, we're just skipping over. It's like traveling with your eyes closed and missing all of the beautiful scenery and wildlife along the way because you just wanted to get there. But the real experience of your trip in the first place was what was happening in between points A and B. And that's what... mean that's what he means by taking it's it's all of this the whole all of the four agreements um especially this one when he says that these this agreement allows you to work the other three into your life it's this time it's all about practice it's all about practicing the change and being able to witness yourself doing all of these things so when you're doing your best, you can see yourself, and you can observe yourself, and you can witness yourself mm-hmm. doing the other three. And that's what mm-hmm. I think the purpose of this one is, or, or so that you're able to, you know, we're we're still going because we're still dealing with conditioning, we're still dealing with um, a lot of programming. You're mm-hmm. you're going to be able to see yourself doing making assumptions, and you can witness yourself do that. And therefore, see where that comes from. Is it a condition? Is it? Are you falling back into old habits? And being able to see yourself and witness yourself in order to be able to make that change. You can see yourself taking things personally, or or and and are you being impeccable with your words? And so when you are when you are witnessing yourself doing that, that's when the real change comes. And that all falls into you always doing your best because once you know something, you don't have an excuse not to do it unless it's a choice. There's no longer – once you know something is a habit and you know that you're doing something, it's not a habit anymore. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. doing your best is knowing that now that I know this is no longer a habit and I can't lean on or rest on this is a habit, I can't do anything about it, then it becomes a choice.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well speaking on assumptions though, you know what I just I was just in there thinking. Um gazing and, and monitoring the the value or the level of your assumptions gives you a, pl- a pretty clear indication of how your life is. hmm You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know the oh yeah that, that saying the saying the difference between the rich man and the poor man is the rich man expects to be and the poor man expects to be. Your assumptions... Uh-huh give you a clear indication of, you know, what you're throwing out there, what you're forecasting in front of you and how your life is pretty much playing out. You know, the optimist pessimist uh, rule. You know what I'm saying? I Mm -hmm. thought about that when you were talking about assumptions. And you you, you can pretty much look into someone's life and listen to their, their, their assumptions and listen to how they perceive things. And then to show you exactly how their particular movie Either it's a tragedy uh-huh. or a triumph, but it's mm-hmm. it's it, 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 it's indicative in in their assumption. You
1: know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, yep. You
3: gotta. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta um, like we've been talking about, you have to really know who you are and spend time mm-hmm. with who you are and look at from where you are and who you are how to make your life easier. And I I don't mean that in the sense that there aren't any challenges, but there's just a greater ease with which you move through your life, mm-hmm. you know, and even mm-hmm. when things get difficult, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, there is there mm-hmm. is an ease of movement through it and a willingness mm-hmm. to go through it that is created in knowing yourself. You know, you, if certain things work for you and certain things don't, then, you know, get rid of the things that don't work for you. It's, it, once again, it's only when you're trying to, modify yourself to better reflect or align with someone else's way of living that that you get a a problem. So, yeah, so doing your best for me is about knowing who I am and then easing myself into that and and walking through life, challenges or not, with a greater ease because I know who I am. Mm -hmm.
2: Right, right. And that's, that's becoming increasingly, increasingly more difficult considering mm-hmm. the, age that, the age that we're in and the age of social media and the age of mass media and everyone, you know, peering into one another's lives to get a, yeah. a glimpse as to what's going on, you know, in someone else's circle or in someone else's sphere and trying to insert themselves into that reality, even if it's not their reality. You know, you got so many people that will put – smiling faces and talk about how wonderful their life is in social media. And, and the, the the truth is probably the exact opposite of that. But we're so mm-hmm. interested in trying to get others to see what we're doing and to see what others are doing that we're so far outside of ourselves that that's not a small task anymore. It, it used to be easier to try to get back home than it is now. I mean, ours just got exponentially larger <laughs> You know what I'm saying?
1: The limits
2: of Oz have grown, man. It's, Oz is a, is a is a huge metropolis now. When once it was just probably, you know, a small a small city. Everyone lives in Oz now. Everyone has a phone. Everyone is cut in touch with social media to some degree. So everyone is pretty much feeding and fueling off of one another. So the proposition of getting back home at this point has probably become eighty percent, eighty to ninety percent more difficult. You know, and this conversation is falling on a lot of deaf ears, and there's some that hear it, but the majority of the folk are on social media right now taking a picture of their breasts.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> taking a
2: picture of their eggs in the, in the pan uh-huh. and, and showing them a glass, holding yeah. up a glass of milk.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> you can't go home that way. So... You can't talk about yeah. the fact that your husband farted last night in the thing, and you put it on social media for everybody to read it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying home has gotten that much further
1: <laughs> right <laughs>
2: you know so yeah man it, 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 it's within our best interest at this moment or at this point and at this time to do that but you know hell has increased its borders and you're either going to be in heaven or you're going to be hell heaven ain't out there heaven's home heaven's at home right, right. Mm-hmm. it ain't it ain't in right.
3: social media you know, yeah, and you you can't <laughs> you can't be sitting somewhere miserable thinking about you know what can I do differently, how can I do my best, how can right. I really spend my time wisely and then go log into wherever and scroll and 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 waste your time finding out about you know someone's i don't know someone's trip to the grocery store. Once again, <laughs> right. it, it comes.
1: <laughs>
3: it, it just it comes right. back to what your best is, and if right. you really sit, right. and sit with yourself, I
1: mm-hmm.
3: I'm gonna make an assumption that what you're doing on social media or how you're spending your time there is very far from what your best is. But you know, you don't have to ask me. Ask how you feel. Ask how you're feeling. Ask yeah. how you're walking through. The world—it comes back to that—that that ease versus that that heaviness and that depression and that anger and that that wanting to measure up to the next person. You know, you you answer your own question, and and then again, like I was saying before in previous conversations, we're we're smarter and we're much more aware than we're willing to let ourselves believe. But I mean, it's it's always just just beneath beneath the surface at any given time yep. that that wisdom yep. and it. Comes through in feelings, and it, it comes through in your thoughts. It's it's there. Just examine them, and there will be your answer.
1: Yeah, it
0: really comes down right. to not being afraid of your own transformation or breaking up with the hell that you mm-hmm. that you've created. It's um, you know, we we it's almost like we have become so used to the abusive relationship we have with ourselves Mm -hmm. that we are afraid to break up with it because, like we talked about last week, you're afraid of what happens if you don't have this lie to depend on. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: if you – another thing that this um, makes me think about is when people – sabotage situations or they only don't give their all because if they give their all and then they're rejected, they feel even Mm -hmm. more worthless than, it feels like their worthless feelings about themselves are then confirmed. So if I don't give my all, then you're not really rejecting me because I didn't really give you me anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not willing to put yourself out there and and willing to stay in my protective box and I'll only give you what I'm willing to lose. And that's the idea of I'll only give you enough that I'm willing to lose because I'm expecting rejection. And if I get rejection from something that I didn't really give all to anyway, then it's okay because you're rejecting something that was not quality in the first place because I'm not going to give you quality because quality, my best, um is all I have, and if i don't if i if I give it to you and reject it, then that means all of my fears of my worthlessness are confirmed and I see this um a lot with people who I grew up with or I'm close to where i they just accept good enough because I'm not gonna risk giving my all. It's good enough. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not going to expose myself. And again, it comes down to knowing yourself and allowing yourself to define you, and not other people. And therefore, being vulnerable well, means but, that I'm opening you know what, myself though? up to be criticized and destroyed. That's mm-hmm. of course it's not true. That's, that's what it feels like.
2: That is a consequence. That's a consequence of judgment. That is a consequence oh, yeah. of judgment. Mm-hmm. When you Absolutely. when you set up. And judge everyone. And everybody that comes past your face, you put a level of judgment on them, you invariably feel that everybody's going to judge you.
1: I'm mm-hmm. put my best
2: out there. It's out there for people to judge and critique. You're operating from your own MO. You're operating mm-hmm. from your own yep. way of thinking. That is a consequence of judgment. And you hear people all the time, only God can judge and I'll judge. And everybody that does that kind of shit that you just talked about is a judge sitting on a bench can yeah. judgment on everybody that comes past
1: them. Uh-huh. So,
2: when, I, that's when I put my effort out there, when I put my best out there, I'm putting it out there for other people to critique and judge as I do them. Mm-hmm. That's you a can't company. get away
3: from
2: it. No, you mm-hmm. can't. You cannot. You cannot. That's why, it's, that's why, and the people say, the Bible says you shouldn't judge. No, it doesn't. It says be careful <laughs> how you <laughs> judge. You right. Be careful how you judge. Because you will be judged by that same measure. And that's the truth. When you judge harshly, you won't do. You're judging yourself. So when you put yourself out there, you're like, oh, my God, people are going to talk shit about this because that's what you do. You've already that's judged exactly.
1: yourself.
2: Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can't get out there and, and put any effort out there that it looks like you're trying hard or trying to do your best uh-huh. because you're putting it out there for someone to critique it and someone to put mm-hmm. a stamp on it and say yay or nay. Again, you're still living outside of yourself.
0: Still mm-hmm. living
2: out there. Yep. So yeah, that's yep. one of the that's one of the stiffest penalties that come along with judgment. When you judge other mm-hmm. folks, mm-hmm. man, you you're putting yourself in a box. A box that hey. you can't move from. Because damn, they gonna judge me like I judge them. Or everybody mm-hmm. thinks like yep. I do. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you what know, yep. that's really saying. Everybody yeah. thinks <laughs> like I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So if mm-hmm. I do this and, 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 and put it out there, damn, they're going to think X, Y, and Z because that's what I think.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how
2: I think. That's how I operate.
0: Yeah, you're telling you on yourself. You can't place
2: yep. it. You're telling on yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not going to assume anything, someone is capable of anything that you're not capable of. That's why somebody always suspicious, that's why you look at them like, Yo, why are you suspicious of every goddamn thing?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, because yeah. It's, it's you're always operating from you, even when you don't always. realize it. Even when you're out there trying to pay the canvas outside of yourself, you're still operating from a perspective of you. You're having this always. conversation with yourself. Always. 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 Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> You you ca you care about something because of it, because uh. of yourself.
1: That's that. Yeah, it. just real quickly, Erin, I'm going to
0: interrupt you just for a second because somebody just sure. popped mm-hmm. on the phone line. So there's a minute left. If you were listening on, online, call in because we're going into the after hours in about a minute. So it's 323 642
3: 1637. Okay. Go ahead, Erin. Uh, it's been said before love and hate you know are next door neighbors they're not so far from one another they're both forms of caring and you care about something because of how it relates to you so if you care you know you got to look at yourself and look at what it is about you that's causing you to have a reaction because really it's just you seeing a reflection of yourself in that thing if it's positive, it's a positive form of caring. And if it's negative, the negative thing you see in yourself, it's a mm-hmm. negative form of caring. And if you mm-hmm. don't care, well, then hot damn, move on. You, you know, you won't even right. be caught <laughs> in its bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you got to pull your head right. out of your own ass <laughs> because
1: mm-hmm. not everybody
3: sees things the way you do. You've got, you got uh, rose-tinted glasses on. And uh, you're you're initially afraid of yourself because uh, most people they they can't take what they dish out, and that's the real fear. There is mm-hmm. the real fear is that you're going to be treated how other people mm-hmm. treat you, or you're going to think people, other people are going to think about you. In the way that you've been so you thinking think about them, yeah. and you,
1: yeah.
3: and that's yeah. another part of pulling your head out of your own ass is if you're going to think a certain kind of way, and if you're going to act a certain kind of way, then you have to be okay with that action being uh, directed towards you, and those thoughts being directed towards you. And if if you can't accept that, then either change the way you think or start to develop that thicker skin because you you, mm-hmm. you, you can't. You can't put something out there and not expect for it to come back. Whatever that is,
1: right, right,
2: that's true. I think I think the biggest trick bag we've been thrown into is the trick bag of good and evil,
0: right Uh, and wrong. Mm -hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? This is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. This is good. This is evil. You just go around Mm -hmm. assigning right and wrong values and right. someone does something and they are a bad person or they're a good person and I have to be good mm-hmm. or I have to be bad and I to, that's man that's a setup. Mm-hmm. That's a setup.
1: That's
2: a setup of okay. a monumental proportion. Yeah. Totally. I mean at the same time and again, but the truth is right there in your face. The truth is right there in your face. It's about the scales are always representative of balance. It's not about putting one thing above the other or classifying this and keeping everything in this area and staying away from that area. It is about observing balance from the center. And that mm-hmm. means removing yourself from judgment of either. It just is. It is what it is. It is mm-hmm. what it is. And mm-hmm. they're both playing their parts. They're both magnifying one another. If there was no evil bastards, there would be no good bastards. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right. It's all yeah. playing its part in doing what it has to do to lend validity and, and, and clarity to its polarity. And so
1: mm-hmm. when you
2: align yourself with one aspect of a polarity, you're basically just putting yourself at odds with that other aspect. And that other aspect will come visit your ass.
1: Mm-hmm. Again,
2: it's like all those folks that set themselves out to be the moral compass of everybody, Bill Cosby and all them other folks. <laughs> you look in their closet and they're doing all manner of foolishness, mm-hmm. man. You can't place yourself in a moral position and not draw that opposite reaction towards you. It's about balance. It's about being in the middle and staying there. Stop judging people.
1: hmm Right. That's, yeah.
2: That's crazy. He's bad. He's good. I'm bad. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I miss. I miss. Right. Man, that's bullshit.
1: Mm -hmm. And we
0: each have enough to deal with in our own lives where we, like Aaron said last week, mind your own fucking business. We each have Mm -hmm. enough in our own lives to deal with, to confront, to face, to heal that we don't have time (laughs) to look at what other people are doing. And there's no way of you knowing what other people are doing because, again, you're looking at them through your shit. So the more shit that you have that you haven't dealt with, the more convoluted your perception of that person is in the first place you can't even see that person for what they are or per- your perception is going to be so skewed because you can only see it through your through the messiness of your own life so what you think you're judging right. you're still, you're only judging yourself because you can mm-hmm. only right. see what you're able to see absolutely so how many you lenses are you before. looking through so you can't see it Absolutely. at all. all. Right. Okay, I want right. to read this. Um, there's a section in the book that I think um, kind of – well, let me just go ahead and read it, and then we can talk about it. It says, there was a man who wanted to transcend his suffering, so he went to a Buddhist temple to find a master to help him. He went to the master and asked, Master, if I meditate for four hours a day, how long will it take me to transcend? The master looked at him and said, if you meditate four hours a day, perhaps you will transcend in 10 years. Thinking he could do better, the man then said, oh, master, what if I meditate eight hours a day? How long will it take me to transcend? The master looked at him and said, if you meditate eight hours a day, perhaps you will transcend in 20 years. But why will it take me longer if I meditate more? Asked the man. The master replied, You are not here to sacrifice your joy or your life. You are here to live, to be happy, to love. If you can do your best in two hours of meditation, but you spend eight hours instead, you will only grow tired, miss the point, and you won't enjoy your life. Do your best. The best, perhaps, you will learn that no matter how long you meditate, you can live, love, and be happy. And one of the things, why I like this passage is because one of the things that we learn and we're conditioned in is thinking that suffering is really the point of life. Um, the harder you work, the more you sacrifice, the more you suffer. Those are the people who are praised. Look how hard he works. Look at all the stuff he does mm-hmm. for his family. Look at all the sacrifices they've made. They've given up their whole life for their job or their kids or their family or their cause, and you don't – and those people who appear to just be sitting and observing are called lazy or unmotivated or you don't have any ambition. They're – it, it amazes me how enjoying your life or loving what you do is not looked at as being you're, – you're looked at more of a hero the more that you sacrifice. You're lifted up Ooh. more the more – look how hard I've worked. So look, I'm going through great pain mm. for this, so I must mean I'm a good person. Again, that good and evil. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be rewarded more by God or in heaven if I – because I had a horrible life here, so I'm going to be rewarded later. We have been conditioned to think that sacrificing your life and sacrificing your well being and your joy in this life um, is 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 what you need to do. Is the point of life? So people feel mm-hmm. guilty for being happy.
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah,
1: that's right. Well, we live on, on a
0: prison. We're on a prison planet.
2: This is a prison Mm -hmm. planet. This has become a prison planet. This is a planet of consumers and workers. It's like a giant beehive.
1: Mm -hmm. How many
2: bees do you know sitting around with the legs crossed with the heads behind their back picking their teeth, (laughs) chilling and looking at the stars? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a beehive. It's the hive mind. It's Jesus did it all. Jesus sacrificed. And if you're a Christian, you're supposed to sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? No greater love is that who shares his life, gives his life for his brother. All of that Mm -hmm. bullshit.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what
2: we're functioning under. That is our highest aspiration here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you learn otherwise.
1: You know what I'm saying?
2: Count them amongst the zombies that we keep talking about.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're to be counted amongst the zombies. only one who told you that is the person who was benefiting from you being that way. Right. And it's only yep. a few that are benefiting from everybody thinking that way. Yep. That high-minded right. shit don't work for nobody but the people who put it in place in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Man, <laughs> the Roman Empire is right. nowhere, man. Everybody's serving right. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: Everybody home. Uh, hmm
1: Right.
0: Yep. I think that's the truth. That's it. I was watching this uh this documentary about this boy who was uh he was a slave in Sudan and he escaped, came to the United States. But he said that he you know, he had to work he was he worked he was um enslaved by some Arabs in Sudan and he was a kid, he was like I think he was there for the 10 years, when mm-hmm. he was 17, he escaped mm-hmm. um, a couple times. But he said he, he was in charge of the livestock or something, but he always had to be the last one to go to sleep and the first one to wake up. So he was always working. And, those, and then at that time, during that time, he was always by himself. Um, and he was able to escape, and he came to the United States, and he said, when I came to the United States, I had, he got a job as a, he was like, I get, and I got two jobs. Like, they got me two jobs. I had a job as, he was like working in a grocery store, and then he would get off from that, and then he was working, I don't know, I think at, like in a hotel or something. He was doing something in a hotel, and I thought, what? <laughs> He just went back and he got okay. He got paid for it this time, but he just basically went back into the same.
2: So one again, point that mental conditioning
0: of being a slave, he fell right <laughs> yes. back into being a slave, and they felt <laughs> it necessary to allow him to continue to be a slave. Right. And he thought, "Wow, mm-hmm. this is you know, this is great. I get to be a slave. He's not getting he's not getting beat anymore." And he gets to be around people because he was completely isolated. He was only with his animals. But now right. I get to be a slave in the United States. I get to be around yeah, people. He
3: went, he went from the field to the house. <laughs> Congratulations.
0: Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Right.
3: Right.
2: Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's what you call institutionalized, man. Oh, oh yeah. At that point. That's mm-hmm. so all you've ever yep. been.
1: Yep. all so you've yep. ever been. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, for some folks, it's going to have, the plantation is going to have to go away. And then they'll just look for yep. another plantation, <laughs> but that's just a plantation. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, sure. Look for another oh, one. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. That's, that's what it's all about. It's about serving.
1: Service. Service. Yeah.
2: service, service. all about.
0: Service to, the, to your own detriment. Said.
2: Service. Yes. Yes. Sacrificial right. service
1: hmm right. Sacrificial service. Sacrificial
0: service. And it has nothing yeah. to do with your... Right.
1: That's right. It has nothing
0: to do with your <laughs> authentic service to as your purpose on this planet. It's what other people tell you your service is, mm-hmm. where you're useful and how yeah. you're useful. Don't question it. Just sure. do it.
3: Yes. Thanks. Get your Thanks. seat in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You'll, yeah. you'll find you go. riches abound. On the other
1: side, no. on the other side, <laughs> on yep. the other side. Follow the light, follow the light. <laughs> and the next thing you hear is the boy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you back again. <laughs>
1: that's it.
2: Follow that's the nice. light,
1: follow the light, follow the, the light. Of that's right. It's a, this is like
2: you in your ass and cutting the cord off your stomach. Cause you mm. hear it again, mm.
1: <laughs> Groundhog mm. Day.
3: Not knowing that if you let yourself die while living, you get to the other side while living. But if you're not willing to let that life that you invested so much of yourself in die, you're never going to see it. That's why we're also taught to fear death. Yeah. Because if you're not many uh, no nope. because it'll keep you. It'll keep yep. you from getting to that other side while you're still here. That's right. You know That's right. this prison That's this right. prison planet this prison planet, uh, is, is a man made prison planet because if you if you look at nature you'll see that it's it's beautiful. It arranges itself perfectly. All of the ugliest mm-hmm. spots on the planet are man made. But if you go to a place mm-hmm. that hasn't been touched by man, regardless of uh, region or zone, desert or rainforest, it's all beautiful. It's 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 pristinely beautiful. It's us who make it into something less than that.
0: Absolutely. And we've got less than a, well about a minute left. Um, Sean, you want to have you have a last thought? That's a pretty nope. good last thought. Yeah, but any last thoughts? Nope. <laughs> Okay, I think we're going to leave it at that. That was perfect, Aaron. All right. Um, And now get out. Yep. As usual. The next one we'll talk about um, the Fifth Agreement. Since there is a Fifth Agreement. What's the
2: Fifth Agreement? I can't remember what it is. What was it, Sean? That's the one. That's the one of, of, of. No, appointing okay. yourself
0: well, we'll authority, have giving yourself the authority. <laughs> okay, all right. So we're yeah, we're about to get cut off. So, um, thank okay. you everybody for listening. Thank you, one caller. We had a caller five one two. Thank you. What? All right. Yay, our one caller. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, we'll do the fifth agreement. Um, until next time, always do your best. Make everything you do an art form. Start. So we're gonna start incorporating those things into into life and. And get out of your own personal hell. All right. So thank you, everybody. Peace.